You are about to witness history in the making. True, everyone. It's Hayden here. It's Pop Culture Gamers Podcast, and we're on the Picard special, the penultimate episode of our special series on Picard season one. And I'm here as always with Alan. Hi, Alan. Hello, Mr. Tartu. How are you today, Hayden? Are you good? I am good indeed. Thank you very much. Just really can't wait until the next episode, which is yeah. released here, you know, on our side of the pond at about half past 11 tonight. So yes. we're recording this at 7.20 on the 20th, 26th rather. So we haven't seen the new episode yet, nope. although we're all poised, ready to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> I should. <laughs> can't wait to you just get a feeling this is going to be a letdown when we actually get to see it <laughs> just have a oh, feeling that we're going to go I, I was going to say later on I hope it just doesn't disappoint you know yeah it needs yeah. to answer a lot anyway. of questions anyway oh, oh an awful lot of questions so yeah we'll just go through the normal thing and then we've got a couple of little ideas that we think might have uh, come out of last week's show mm-hmm. so we get the normal we start off with a normal summary this episode by the way is called Et's in arcadia ego yeah. now this relates to a couple of different pictures or paintings but the usual interpretation is that the i refers to death and the arcadia means a utopian land okay so i'm i'm feeling that this is to do with picard all of this. I, I think that he'll die at the end of this season. Yeah, I, th- I, I think we kind of came to that assumption ourselves last week when yeah. they were showing us the Gollum and a few other things, or that this week. No, that, that's, that was this, that was this that's week. That's this week. Sorry, no, this, week. this yeah. lock-in has my days all, all messed up. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, because a yeah. week nowadays seems to be a lot longer than oh, it was. Just, it really does. It does, yeah. So anyway, we'll uh, yeah. we'll crack on. So we get the normal sort of summary: Agnes with oh Agnes with Picard, Seven being the queen of the Borg, Rios and Picard, all of that sort of stuff. Picard and the Rikers discussing since and Rios taking Soji home. We then this is the first episode that doesn't start in a flashback as well. Yeah. Out of all all of the season so far and we start off in Agnes's quarters and everything's shaking to bits and she's hating every moment of it. Cut to the bridge and Rios is piloting the ship to a planet called Capellius. Now, interestingly, there is a ballet called Capellia, which is in which a man falls in love with a doll, uh, like full-sized, you know, human-sized doll. And in mm. the ballet, Dr. Capella plans to kill the young man to bring the doll to life, which seems to have a yeah, similarity. It is similarity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, just thought that yeah. was a, an interesting little thing. So they've beat the Romulans to the planet by about 24 to 48 hours. Rafi is, says she's never going to do that again. They've travelled 25 light years in 15 minutes. Interestingly, if they beat them by like two days, the Romulans must go really, really quite slow. If uh, you know, you can go in ten years, ten thousand light years. You know that that's faster than twenty five light years in a day. Yeah, in a day. Yeah. 
So I thought that was a bit strange. Anyway, Agnes notices that there may have been a little bit of turbulence. She's wondering why we're not at Deep Space 12. It's explained to her, and then suddenly Narek's ship comes out and they have a bit of a space battle. Narek then, it, you know, his ship's hit, it goes tumbling off. They're on about, you know, why well, we need to beam him into sick bay and all this, that and the other. And then suddenly Narek's ship attacks from behind because what he'd done is he'd use his cloaking device as in a form of Picard manoeuvre against Picard, which I thought was quite nice. So yeah. that links back to the Next Generation episode, The Battle, where we first see the Stargaze. We have out about the Picard manoeuvre. So they then, all of a sudden, these Orchid ships come up to space and grab hold of all of the ships and bring them back down. And these really reminded me of the aliens that turned up on Elite Dangerous. Oh, you like that game, sort yeah. Of like, yeah, they were sort of like Orchid ships. So all the ships lose power and are brought into the atmosphere. Picard yells, brace yourselves. And then he has a seizure and passes out. And mm. just says, thank you for coming. Then everyone rushes to his aid. We get the title sequence and then we get Sick Bay. And then Picard... You know, he's having these visions, uh, these visions, and then uh, the Stargate is a doctor looking into space, all of that sort of stuff. And then he wakes up to see Agnes with her medical yeah. tricorder. And then they discuss his condition. You know, and she thinks that the, she said, the, uh, there must be something the matter with the tricorder. He's saying, no, I suspect that it's fine. Just a bit of a note medical tricorders have been uh, used right throughout Star Trek. There are yeah. a specialist version of the tricorder with medical diagnostics, and it's usually the first tool that any doctor or medical medically trained staff would use to diagnose injuries. We then cut to the hold, and P Picard said about, you know, he would be annoyed at anybody who was uh, running a... Uh, was treating him like a dying man. Yeah. Yeah. The signal's pretty poor. So, okay, um, that you know. <clears throat> yeah, mate pop back at the moment yeah so uh, picard updates everybody gets an update from everyone the ship's offline and they've crashed on a class m planet now class m planets is part of the federation st standard system for planetary classification and class m or minshara class uh, which is a term that was used by vulcan scientists mm. before the formation of the federation is a planet or moon or planetoid that's considered suitable for human life and basically, since the 22nd century, humanity has been terraforming lifeless worlds to Class M planets. Yeah. Uh, and have been referenced in multiple episodes, basically. So yeah. there's, there's a settlement about 5K away. Soji thinks she was born there. She has memories, but they're unclear. Um, and she doesn't think they're against humans. Or Ryos thinks the opposite as they crashed his ship without even asking his name. He took that a bit personal. Uh, Rafi says that humans are... Oh, sorry, the Romulans are about a day away, and then they decide that they're going to do a departure. So Rafi's preparing a weapon in case of running into any angry reptiloids or homicidal fungi. <laughs> I love this reference because, yeah. obviously, this is a reference to the Gorn from the original series episode Arena, where Captain Kirk fights Monsters 3. But also, the homicidal fungi is from the episode called The Conscience of the King, in which uh, Kirk was a teenage lived on, which had its uh, food supply destroyed by an exotic fungus, and a governor, who was later named Kordos the Executioner, made the decision to kill half of the colony's population to save the other half. Kordos escaped 
and because uh, he, he he then later escaped and became part of a Shakespearean crew, and then he performed on the Enterprise, where his absolutely crackers nuts daughter tried to then go and the remaining two witnesses in the galaxy who could identify Kodos, those being Captain Kirk and Kevin Riley. Mm. Um, and you know it could also be a sideways joke to the spore drive and like the spore realm which eats any matter that comes into it as well so it could be a reference to either one of those two yeah it was a nice little reference off yeah but it it does link to both which is quite nice um soji is uh isn't convinced that uh, you know what raffi's saying is a thing uh, but she says it is. And then she also says, oh, we could just run into uh, somebody's, uh, you know, a-hole Romulan X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. So, uh, you know, the the artifact also isn't very far. That crash landed uh, near. And uh, Soji says, well, good riddance to that. But Picard says, well, you know, Elnor and Hugh are there. We need to see if they survive. So they decide to go together just in case there's any homicidal fungi. They get to the ball cube. Uh, the flowers didn't give it a softer landing as it did with the Las Arena. And the XBs all congregate around and they call Picard the cutest. Elna greets Picard and uh, then uh, suddenly see Seven tossing some Romulans off a ledge. Uh, and, you know, she greets Picard as well. Uh, Seven then updates Picard about the mini-collective that she'd created. Picard can't believe that Hugh turned to violence because he was such a gentle soul. Mm. And then uh, Seven says, is there anything that we can do for you? And she says, well, he says, yes, we need long-range sensors. Uh, A little bit sort of, well, duh, kind of statement, I thought it was. Rios and Rafi get the scanners working and there are 218 ships. And I wonder if this could be a reference to season two, episode 18 on an episode called Up the Long Ladder, where Captain Picard must uh, find a way to rescue two radically incompatible cultures. One, a primitive Irish farming colony uh, threatened (laughs) by solar flares and the other one, a colony of clones facing inevitable genetic degeneration. Yeah. It's sort of similar. Uh, uh... You know, the, is, I think the it's an interesting and, catch, but yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of, sort of like the Jat Vash versus you know as like the colony of farmers and the um, the sung, sung droids as being you know like the you know more sophisticated group mm. as it were for, from that sort of like parallel. Yeah, um, and then Rafi Jones says they only have to worry about the first hundred and nine <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I quite like that. So then later, Picard feels like everyone's just sort of like saying goodbye. Elner uh, feels Picard needs more help than ever and is concerned that he won't see Picard again. Picard says, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, what you've become. And Seven says for him to keep saving the galaxy. And he says, well, that's all up to you now. Could yeah. be sort of like setting up something for a Ferris Rangers sort of Picard uh, Star Trek out there that, as well. That's what I put down in one of my thoughts here is that um, when Picard told her to be like seven and nine, it's her responsibility now to save the universe. And I kind of said, right, it's about time she gets her own TV show. Or like we were speaking about a couple episodes ago, her own <laughs> little mini series. She like she hasn't been in it a lot, but when she's been in the show, she's definitely stole a lot of the scenes and the moments. I think. Oh, definitely. She, 
Yeah, she's she like she's fallen as quickly back into character. Even episodes where when she's standing with two hands behind her back, and a yeah. kind of a she even stands the exact same way as 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 the show from Voyager, which I know she's still in character, but it, it just it's great to see, like you know. So yes, I think her own show definitely. Yeah, we then cut to the settlement and they view the settlement from afar and then go down uh, there's some droids doing gig on martial arts which is reference to the next generation episode second chances uh, this is uh, ex- the exercises look very similar to the mock bara which was the thing on art uh, a martial art taught by what to mm. the other members of the crew there's lots of pairs of androids. They're playing 3D chess, which uh, is played on multiple episodes, going right the way back to yeah. where no man has gone before. And it was a very popular game between uh, Kirk and Spock, Spock, which Spock was always getting quite frustrated at uh, Kirk's illogical uh, ways of playing. Yeah. Arcana, one of the droids, greets Soji, and uh, Arcana recognises uh, Jean-Luc Picard as well. She's uh, moved and asks to uh, feel his wrinkles because they imply like a lot of grief and endurance. Arcana welcomes them and asks if Soji has completed a mission, asks about the orchids and that they're now... Sorry, one of them asks about the orchids. They now only had 10, they had 15 before. And then a man appears. Now, this was Dr. Altan Inigo Sung. Yeah. He recognises Picard, and I thought immediately he had a certain arrogance about him in terms of Picard. Yeah. Very similar to Law. Yeah, uh, that's one of the theories I think we both kind of have the same theory in this one. Yeah. That, um, yeah. that he might actually be Law. Yeah, he might be Law, yeah. Transposed into like a human sort of body, as yeah. it were. Like Soji. Like Soji was, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he says that he must, he's looking at his face must be quite strange to Picard uh, because, you know, he's sort of like, looks like Data if he'd gotten older and old and soft, which again sort of made me again think the same thing, you know, but he said that yeah. some says his father had created, uh, he said his father had had him but created Data, which yeah. again, was very, yeah. very lawish. So, you know, assuming that Sung is the same physical age that Brent Spiner is, because he's 71. Is he? Yeah, he is. That would mean that uh, if he is human, Dr. Sung would have been born in 2328, which would predate Data's creation by 10 years because Data mm. was found and activated on Omicron 30 on 2338 mm. so in your know, storyline times. So, Sun greets Soji. They then go to this hilltop sort of terrace area. Soji's very apologetic that she's led all of the Jacques Vash and everyone here. And they discuss about the ban. Uh, Picard's on a low floor and he's approached by a woman. And then he just sort of like says, of course. Um, and then when the woman arrives up on the top deck, she's identical to Soji apart from her skin and her eyes. Yeah, which are very similar colour to data. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And she's obviously Jana's sister. Yeah. So Rios thinks it is Jana, uh, but it's her name's actually Sutra. And Sutra talks to Jurati about the uh, admonition, talks about killing Bruce. They uh, then say that, you know, that there is a way, she thinks that the uh, admonition wasn't meant for humans 
of yeah. a you know a biological life forms and it was actually meant as a message for synthetic life forms and i'm going to say at this point big tick Take that was that a prediction one, yeah. last week yeah so we got another bit right yeah um, and then this this is a bit that i found really really stupid because she then says, uh, she, she then says, there's a way for me to experience it because I say, well, we can't go and show you it because it's too far away. Mm. And she says, actually, there is a way. Um, and her son goes, yes, yes, of course, and starts saying about how she studied Vulcans. Yeah. And then she uses a mind melt. Mind melt. Now, I'm not being funny, but if knowing how to do a mind melt was as simple as picking up a book, yeah. everybody would be able to do it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, that was completely like I think a lot of this, some parts of this series they've done moments like that. Yeah, they've kind of thrown the book out the window, the canon lore as we call it, the canon of Star Trek, and they've just made, they've just put in what they think works for the story. You know. Yeah, and it is a little bit frustrating at times. It is so. You know? And actually, I think when you actually look at the vision, I don't think it is actually saying anything different. No. Then the Jacques Vash interpreted it as because it says life begins, it's division, it's imperfect, it's finite, organic life years with perfection and create synthetic life. They become jealous of synthetic life and an alliance outside of the galaxy waits for since you know to notify them that they need protection and they will come and destroy yeah. all organic life, which is exactly what the Jacques Vash thought. Thought in the way, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also the story of Mass Effect. Yes, it is actually it's as completely well. Completely, like a hundred percent, the story yeah. of Mass Effect. Yeah, it's it's somebody definitely is a gamer. They should have called it Picard Effect, I think. Yeah, something like that. Actually, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on a back to the hilltop after the vision, and Sertra says, "Fascinating" in sort of very very Vulcan yeah. style. I thought that was a bit contrived as well. I, I do think well, that was. Quite Data, weak. That's, yeah, but that's the way Data says it, and Spock used to always say it. So I think, again, it was a little throwback to those two characters. I, you know? Maybe, but I, just, I think that the whole mind meld thing, but it was a very oh, oh, cheap writing yeah. out, but, way out that. But I've spoken that, or if you go back to the podcast a couple of times, Hayden, I think I have in a, yeah. that I think the writers have definitely moved the story, written the story around them moving their story along and not like some of the facts and figures they come out with for how many stars in the universe and stuff like that is complete crap there was no research done for a lot of certain parts of the show it was just move the story on no and it's like they're a day out yes but they're only 25 light years away yeah, no that's, i think i worked it out it's about eight or nine hours travel yeah yes so i'm saying like there was no Back notes done or or, or, tier, or like research done on it. You know, it was just look, this will do, write it and go. I think that the editor had a very easy job and didn't really do much. No, sometimes. or else I just don't realise how devoted Star Trek fans are. They well, that's they, the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Paramount always have done, but it's not yes, Paramount, they did. Now, is it? So we cut to Song's lab, and Agnes is uh, following a uh, synthetic butterfly, actually. And yeah. uh, Song says he misses them. Agnes talks about Bruce. He, she can't, uh, he can't believe what she's done, but he asks if she'd like to give life rather than take life. And then um, he unveils this droid, which has no features or anything. You can just see mm. the it's sort of like within a gel, but with a, the skeleton underneath. And... The, he calls it a golem 
you know, because presumably that's his precious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had to do that joke, didn't we, really? Yeah. And uh, she asks if he's cracked mind control, and he, she, he says no. That's uh, something that Maddox had the flair for, but you could help finish Maddox's work. And he's on about his desire, you know, has become more prevalent, you know, and urgent. So presumably, Sung is dying as well. Yeah, or that body he has is dying. Yeah, yeah. So cut to the courtyard. Soji and Sutra are talking, uh, and basically they're talking about the options for what can happen. Um, and this is interesting because they had 10 orchids before and Sutra yeah. says, you know, th- what's the alternative? 23 orchids, an old man and a few friends with phasers uh, for fighting off all of the Jack Vash. So if in a few hours they've been able to do 13 orchids, I'm quite sure they could get enough orchids by the next you- day. <laughs> That's what I, I thought as well when I was when I heard that part that, that they had said ten or twelve orchids left and then all of a sudden they had twenty something. Yeah. So someone editing something got through there that didn't. Yeah. Have... Continuity is a problem on this yeah. show, I think, yeah. in some parts. Uh, so anyway, the the short version of it is Soji wants to find a way around it, maybe escaping and you know going on from there. And Suture basically wants to kill all, you know, all life, Jim, as we know it. Yeah. As it were. And then Narex found and he's dragged through the encampment. So we then cut back to the lab and Agnes is playing with a cat called Spot Tim. Yeah, I like that. And it's a synthetic uh, cat. And obviously Data's cat Spot first appeared in the Next Generation episode Data's Day, I believe, which we've had yeah. loads of callbacks to that episode. Yeah, we have to, actually, yeah. Yeah. Rios uh, says he's uh, guessed he should be impressed. Uh, but he's talking about he doesn't really trust them. And then he says that, basically, that Agnes is illovidable, which is basically Spanish for unforgettable. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and that you know they have like their sort of like little moment together because obviously they've developed a romance of a sort yeah <laughs> then they're on a sort of like drive to this settlement um and arcana gives raffi this device to fix the ship with her imagination how that works I don't yeah know. i don't either that's a strange one yeah and then you have another we have another sort of awkward moment because raffi after Rios yeah. sort of like walks off. She hugs Picard and says, I know that I'm breaking boundaries, but and then she says that, you know, I love you, John Luke. And then he's sort of like uh, 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 and she's all well you don't have to say it back. He says, Oh, I don't. And then they start walking away from each other. And then he just turns around and says, I love you too, and then walks off. Yeah. Um and she watches him go, you know, looking with a bit of concern. And I just I, I just felt that was a bit contrived about it. It was all of place again, like it was. I mean I don't think it was earned those two characters. I did I I'd say if you added up all the screen time they're on together, it it's not a lot. And I, he never even said it to Riker. He's had more interaction with the next generation characters than her. Yeah, so, but um, I suppose what you've also got to consider is the fact that there's a lot of story between the two of them that we don't yeah. know. Yeah, but 14 years, he didn't bother checking up on her, so it can't be that deep. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I just found it out of place again. It was just they tried to put some sentimentality into it and it just didn't work. No, exactly. So we then cut to the cell and Narek is trying to basically persuade Saga, who's Arkana's twin, to um, give him some water and let you know, let him have his bag so he's hungry, he's thirsty. She says, well, how do you treat your prisoners? Because we've never had one. He says, best that you don't ask, really. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously indicating that, uh, you know, yeah. it's not good. And she's just about to let him out when Soji comes and says, don't let him out, sort of thing. Narek still saying, you know, oh, I love you and all this. There's a lot of love going on in this. Yeah. I think they should have called it love, but... <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said, you misunderstood when I attacked you because I thought you were going to attack me. Yeah, right, okay. And uh, something happened to her when she, you know, went through the Romulan, you know, meditation technique Just and it's altered her mind. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why suddenly... <laughs> Siri's decided to start talking in the middle of everything. Um, so she tells him to shut up, basically, and uh, she says that she's disgusted about, you know, at him, but also about herself for pitying him. And he basically says, well, we're going to rain down fire on this world. And she says, no, you won't. And then Saga says, well, we'll get you some food and drink. So that obviously happens at a point that we don't see because... Yeah. When we next see him, he doesn't have this cut on his face and all of that sort of stuff. But we cut to Maddox's quarters and Soji's discussing Maddox with Agnes. She can't imagine um, what, how she could have done what she's done. Uh, Soji can't see herself ever taking a life and a logic of sacrifice. Mm. And um, Picard doesn't like the sound of that. And he asks her, you know, what, you know, about the logic of it. And Picard says it all depends upon who's holding the knife in terms yeah. of what logic is of, you know, sacrifice. We cut to the cell, and uh, Sutra's telling Saga to go away and open the cell. This is one that flits about a bit now. So we yeah. then get put back to Maddox's quarters, and Soji's saying that she was going to, you know, she was going to do the right thing uh, at the moment, but is now horrified, you know, about everything. And Picard ask uh, what if she believed she had no choice. And they're still talking about Agnes, sorry, but not making it clear there. Yeah. She thought that she was doing the right thing, but, you know, she's now horrified at it. And um, obviously, as we've discussed and was found out on the show as well, she was sort of like forced into it because of the mind melt to thinking that way. Yeah. Cut back to the cell and Sutra's getting all, you know, up close and personal with the wreck. She's sitting on him at that point, cut back to Maddox's quarters and we're saying, you know, what if killing has no logic and it's down to fear, but what if fear isn't the only way to survive? And Picard saying, well, what are we talking about here? Mm. Because obviously something's going through Soji's mind that she's not really, she's being cryptic about. Yeah. Cut back to the cell and Sutra wanted to know if her desire to kill the wreck would outweigh her need for his services and she decides that his death can wait and she asks if he wants to leave yeah. so we cut back to Maddox's quarters and Picard asks what is she considering and then there's a scream and everybody rushes to the cell and Saga has been stabbed by a hummingbird brooch through the eye 
Sung's holding her saying, what have they done to your beautiful golden eye? Yeah. But there's actually blood coming out of her eye as well. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. And it was like red blood. Yeah. Which was weird because uh, the data had like more like a yellowy liquid, didn't they? Yeah, he did, yeah. And Soji says she should have killed him and she wanted to. And she didn't understand why she didn't. So then we cut to her garden and Sutra is briefing the other synths saying that they're uh, hunting them uh, and fear fear them and they'll turn on them and kill them and then there will be an overwhelming forces giving them, you know, not enough time really to evacuate. Picard, uh, Picard asks time for what? Sutra says that she melded with Agnes and saw that the admonition and understood that its meaning. Sung says that there's a higher level of beings out there waiting to contact them, and Sung and Sutra have created a beacon. Yeah. Uh, which was quite rapid. Yeah, 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 it was. It was like, here, here's something I had in my back pocket. You yeah. Know? Yeah, a great big mast. Here we go. I'll stick that up. Way. Yeah. Um, the Federation is basically no better than the synthetics were in accordance to Sutra because. By banning since they were destroying them in advance. Picard says that you know, you know, you're going to destroy all life. And Sutra says, you know, not like him, she will uh, rescue those that, uh, that people that she can will survive. Picard says that you will fulfil the prophecy and become the destroyers after all. And Picard says that he can basically help them get away. He has a ship, he'll advocate and we'll speak to the Federation on her behalf, and they'll listen. Sung says, no, they won't. He hasn't, yeah. you know, they didn't listen to you before. You know, you've got this granite face of wisdom and integrity, eloquence and conviction, but they didn't believe you uh, in him and back on Earth. So Sutra says that he must be put under house arrest, um, as, you know, he will have everybody doubting themselves. Yeah. Uh, and she asks Soji, and Soji agrees, um, and says, this can't be your means of redemption, as they're too busy trying to survive. Sutra says Agnes, uh, sorry, Sutra says Agnes too needs to go into, um, you know, into custody, but she says, well, no, I don't want to, because I'm trying to help Sung with stuff, and Sung agrees and says that basically, Agnes is the closest thing to a mother that they'll ever know. Yeah. And then Sutra asks, would she die for them? And she says, yes. And then Picard's whisked off. And then the last bit in the scene is we see the the Romulan fleet and on board the Romulan ship is Commodore O and they're analysing the planet. They're saying there's minimal planetary defences and there's 24 hours to landfall. And then we zoom out of the ship and see the, the fleet flying through space. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Well, re- recap. That, that, wasn't, and that quick. wasn't a quick one, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, that's I, she I, said. Yeah. <laughs> she does it normally. <laughs> um, I have a few thoughts on this episode. Yeah. I found it a little bit flat, this episode. It wasn't, again, I think since episode, I think since Picard has left... Riker was it episode five or six? Yes, I think the show has gone down a little bit for me. The writing feels like it doesn't know where it's going or something. I don't know what it is about it. 
Um, no, I enjoyed the episode. It had some great moments. Um, and then, but again, it had some poor. I don't know. It was just a little bit flat for me. I felt that the Borg ship coming through it just kind of crashed on the planet there was no real I don't know it just felt a little bit flat I don't know how you felt there about was, it there was no battle no the, there was the, nothing was there the orchids grabbed hold of the ship yeah. and that was it it crashed and he didn't even see the crash and you no, can't he even didn't. say crash it more was put down on the planet yeah it, it was just it was definitely an episode that was for setting up the final episode Right, yeah. Which I suppose all productive ones do in a way. Um, all do in a way. Um, I don't know. I, I just wasn't great. I'm a bit. I'm a bit iffy on this episode. I wasn't. It wasn't the best one for me. I think it's, it was an okay one, mm. and it makes me nervous for the last one. Even though I'm very excited to watch it, I don't know what. There's a lot of questions to tie up. Or you know. Yeah. I what do you think? Excuse me. Um, I think that the the writing has been quite flat. I think that they've yes. taken easy narratives out yes. of situations what they've built themselves into. Yeah. I do feel that the last since they since they left the Rikers, I think they've thought. Great. No, I think that they've looked and have thought. Do you know what? We've only got like four episodes yeah. left, and we've got eight episodes to to do, but we've yeah. only got four to do it in. And I think everything's been rushed. I think that they took so much time, which was great, at the beginning yeah. of the season to do all of these episodes. It was really setting up the episodes or whatever, but I think that they left too much to the last four episodes. I think they would yeah. have been better just turning around and saying, you know what, we can't do it in 10, let's do it in 12. Yeah. And just having a bit more spacing out, a bit more character development, a bit more establishing some of these relationships so that the you know there was more of a feeling of a relationship there, like between Jean-Luc and Raffi. Yes. What would have been good would have been having a scene between Jean-Luc and Raffi saying, yeah. you know, where where she had it out with it and said, Why did you abandon me? You know, you resigned from Starfleet. Because my life went to hell and I went to bits and I was drummed out of the service. Why did you never check on me? And, you know, for Jean-Luc to have a bit of a heart-to-heart with her as well, saying, well... Yeah, everything you know, feels... Everything feels in our, the, the characters' relationships, none of them feel earned at all. Where if, when you saw the episode with Riker and Troy on the planet. Yeah. That, we know that 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 had seven seasons, was it seven seasons plus yeah. the movies. And it if when Riker says to him like certain lines and certain moments, it feels earned, you know? Yeah. Where this just was this writing just this they put in dialogue just to try and capture your emotions or to capture that feeling. And no, don't get me wrong, some of them were some of them were good. Like there was there was good moments, but I just felt and I and I, and I was I was trying not to be negative about it because I'm still enjoying the show if that mm. if that makes sense. But I've just felt as they've gone along the show, even because I was kind of hoping once they left the Rikers, now here we go, we're going to get answers and we're going to get like last week when we had all, everything just dumped onto the table, the whole story. Remember, like like all that story plot dumped out as they're all sitting around the table talking. We yeah. got so much information then. It was too much, like. And none of it felt earned or felt deserved, you know? 
Um, no, I enjoyed it. I don't know how they're going to finish it up. I'm a bit nervous, I won't lie. Well, if we talk about our theory, our new theories, yeah. Um, I've been battling with a thought that came to me as soon as I heard Dr. Altan Indigo Sung. Mm. And that is um, Altan Indigo, sound, kind of like sounds like alter ego. Yeah. And I just thought, could it be alter ego, really meaning law? Yeah. Because he was like an alter ego. Well, he wasn't an alter ego, but he was like the the opposite end of the curve to data. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like he was like the evil sort of twin. And could, the, you know, Sung be actually law, but in, um, how can I put it? Could, it? could it be law in like this, you know, human synthetic body? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. My, t- my thought was a bit different. I-, I thought he is Laura, that's what I think. Because like, there was a few times you kind of see a more sinister side to him, you know, the way his, his reactions and stuff. And then by like lo- ordering Picard to be locked up in his quarters. Like, why would you do that a retired admiral who, and you're going to be invaded by a Romulan armada or fleet? Would you put the one guy can help you, you'd lock him away, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I think there's definitely some to that. Yeah. No. Now we predicted rightly that Sun was gonna there was gonna be a Sun or some you know yes. something like that on on the planet. Yes. We and did. we also speculated last week. Yeah. Rightly that there was gonna be some sort of technology for mind transference. Yeah. That they were working on or had worked on and developed or whatever. Yeah. And obviously. They're working on it because they've now set Agnes onto it as well. Yeah, I think. So I think last week we we were saying I was kind of thinking all along maybe it was about saving Data, but now maybe it's about saving Picard. Maybe the whole show is about saving him and make turning him. Now I do think it's almost guaranteed he's going to become our Gollum character. So like one of my ideas then I was thinking is, are they going to change the Picard actor, the character, or the actor? Get someone younger, different, you know. Well, it would make sense to at that point, wouldn't it? Because then you could have have Picard for as long as you wanted. Then, so I I think it's quite possible that Picard season two will have Picard's consciousness, but not the body of Picard, or maybe have Picard's a digital version of Picard's consciousness. Yes, with the biological version of Picard as well. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, that's what I was kind of half thinking. Like, how do you still bring in the Patrick Stewart actor into it? Because, I mean, if they don't have him in it, people won't watch the show, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, but I... Would, I I'd be sorry. 50-50. I, I like having Picard. Yeah, it's Patrick Stewart in it, you know? Yeah, but I, I think Picard will die. I think he'll be dead at the end of this, the oh, episode. Oh, I definitely... I, I, I think he's going to die. I think it's almost as... I, I, I mean, again, I'm speculating. I think... That Gollum was too much of a plus, uh, too much of a thing to put in there, not to come back to again, you know. Mm. And it's uh, like we know Picard is dying, and again, probably something he'll probably give his life to save them or save the the planet to prove that humans can be trusted or something. I I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. Um, again, they see it, it, it was an episode that didn't inspire me, Hayden. It's compared to if you look, listen back to the. The first few episodes, I was enthusiastic at the end of every episode, like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think the writers have taken that away a bit. 
No, I'm still really enjoying it, which sounds just kind of hypocritical to say. It's like, you know, um, but I think they could have done a bit more these last four or five episodes. So for our three or four episodes since Speaker Riker, since they left his planet, his home world. I completely agree. There, yeah. there was definitely scope for better writing. Yeah. In terms of it as, you know, as as an episode. I think that they've used very, very convenient plot points. Yeah. A little but bit they... too convenient. Like, for example, how come, re- you know, of all of the captains of ships across the whole of the galaxy, Rios, the captain of the ship that they're on, was on the Starfleet yeah. vessel that the encountered one, one ship, yeah. Jana. Yeah, the one ship. The one ship, yeah. I thought the and, same thing used. Yeah. And but this is a this is a modern thing, isn't it? I mean Yeah. If we look at James Bond, just as a as a parallel, yeah? Yeah. James Bond and Blofeld. Blofeld always been like, you know, his biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Appeared in several Bond movies. But on Spectra, Blofeld was his stepbrother. Yeah. Come on. Or his foster brother rather. Foster brother, yeah. And that was utterly ridiculous yeah. because it completely undermined the script of for Her Majesty's Secret Service. For yeah, uh, yeah, same, same principle really. As we're talking about, they're not reading the backstory or the back canon and, and, and treating it with respect. You know, they're just writing what suits their story. Yeah, exactly. So no, it could be a great ending. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just, I have fear for the last one. I don't know. I hope I My, come back on thinking, wow, that was amazing. Everything, a lot of, like even some of the theories you've come up with, and I hope a few of I've come up with, would have been better in the show so far. Yeah. You know, like they yeah. threw away Seven and Nine as the Queen Borg. She wasn't really the Queen Borg, but like becoming the Queen Cube. Well, she, she, she was she the Queen for that small yeah. collective. Yeah, yeah, but it was like a throwaway few minutes. It, it wasn't treated with the respect. Hughes' death wasn't treated right. There was no. just a couple of little things now towards the end of these episodes. You know, it's kind of more. It, it's more for effect or, or reaction <laughs> than, than 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 proper storytelling. Yeah, and I, I, I sort of read or heard. I can't remember. Uh, one of the writers or producers said that they were quite shocked when you know the the backlash that people had about Hugh. And oh, really uh, does. Oh. yeah, um, it was only like a one liner on something, but so, yeah, you know, that or it might have been a headline about how they were shocked. Yeah, uh, I think it was a headline actually, you know, about well, writers shocked. shocked by back- backlash of killing off minor Star Trek characters. Well, Hugh was a minor Star Trek character, so you know, but I'll, I'll tell you what my prediction is for mm. the for the episode. My prediction is Picard will escape his... I reckon that he'll die because of his condition, which I yes, think we'll probably see sure. a few more attacks over the, over this. Yeah. I think that it'll be down to Agnes, and Sung will also be dying similarly. Yeah. And she'll be given a choice of choosing, and she'll choose Picard. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that Picard will stop the battle between the... Synthetics and the Jacques Vash by diplomacy, and we won't even see a battle. Yeah, oh, I hope you're wrong. I hope I seriously hope I'm wrong, but I I just feel it in my water. That's what's going to happen. So do you know what I mean? I just I just think 
the, when when there has been a battle, you know, you look at the 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 uh, snake ship, yeah, against Lasarina. That was like 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, they could have a, you know a massive battle there. You know, they could have what they could have done is they could have had the Borg befriending the synthetics. Yeah, and then rising that Borg ship up because we've never seen a Borg ship go through the atmosphere before. No. Imagine that rising up out of the ground, going up and fighting two hundred and eighteen yeah. Romulan warbirds. The character yeah. there by himself and last minute arises up or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they could. That 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 would be good, but I just I don't think we're going to see that at all. Yeah. Um. Like my kind of hopes, thoughts for next episode is you know like uh, Sutra summons. She's trying to summon the events since right. Yeah, I would love. Then this is my theory of Q. Q shows up, um, and maybe this they've, the since have advanced into Q continuum after thousands of years. So then Q is the kind of the next uh, step in the um, evolution of the synths. You know, I'd love that note to bring him in like that, but I think that's a very far fetched one. Mm, I, I like the idea. I just can't see it happening yeah. because what, what I'm thinking is. Why would Q have bothered educating Picard with his little, you know, courtrooms and stuff yeah. like that? If no, it was just a thought. It's just something it I'd like synth- to see happen. You know, what about what about Riker turning up in charge of the Enterprise? Yeah, well, the I think, yeah, we said that last week. I I love him to. Yeah. I think that's going to happen because the line he said when when Picard met him that he was still on active duty. You know. Yeah. So that was too obvious. Um. Like, but, like I said, love him and Worf, or, or even um, LaForge or someone to turn up together. It would be and, better if Worf was the captain, yeah, and uh, Riker was on the bridge with Worf commanding yeah. the ship. Because Riker let's face for it, help. yeah, Riker's at the moment a pizza chef. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, if if there's this big battle that's going to co- that's going to be linking, uh, you know, whether or not all organic life survive, yeah. would you send the pizza chef? <laughs> or would you say the Klingon warrior? Yeah, just as a thought. But that—that that is if that happens. I, I would say that's probably fifty-fifty chance that Riker will turn up. Oh, I think that's nearly hundred percent. Yeah, probably. I think he's going to turn up. I think he'd definitely turn up. Well, I, th- I think that they left it open at the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they were hinting at. But again, that then points to very lazy writing. Yeah, uh, you're making me nervous now. Even when I'm talking about, it, I'm getting nervous this last episode. So actually, no, not lazy. Convenient writing. Convenient. That's what I'm saying. It's not lazy. It's convenient. It's just they're fitting their story around the plot and not the Star Trek universe around the story. Is that probably what it maybe? What should happen is that Admiral Clancy should turn up with a fleet. Yeah. Because she's found out about the betrayal of Commodore O. Assuming that she wasn't complicit in it, yeah, and she should be going to take down Commodore O and not knowing about the synthetics on the planet. Yeah. Um. And in that, maybe Admiral Riker might have been recalled as a you know a supporting admiral. Yeah. That that would have made sense. That would make sense. No, the other thing I was th- yeah, I think the other thing I was thinking. I'm going back to the five queens now again at the start with the big with. See, I keep going back to that. Why do they have five queens, you know? And, like, we know, like, they're saying, no, Data has five daughters, and we know four of them now, right? Like, 
the fifth one is the beautiful butterfly. What was it called again? Was it, no? Am I no, wrong? Jada, Jada, the beautiful, beautiful flower was the male. Yeah, so there was a male and a female. So we still haven't figured out who that was, no? So we know he, we know four of his daughters now, right? I still think that beautiful flower would have been Rios. You think so? If if I was to, if I was to do it, you know, if I was to write it, I would have made it as that because don't forget that the drawing had Rios and Jana on the picture. Yeah. See, I was thinking because five queens and they've mentioned the bar queen like five times. I was kind of looking at that in the first time was first contact. The second time was Voyager Dark Frontier. The third one was in a, in a Voyager episode zero uh, Unimetric zero. And then Voyager Endgame. There was kind of four times you mentioned it. So I'm thinking is the fifth one now going to be in Picard? And is that the fifth daughter that we or the fifth or the, another butterfly that we don't know about? Is that the reason of the five queens? Well, the or am I just catching at, at straws, uh, you know? Uh, maybe, but the the Borg Queen has obviously escaped that yeah. cube using the like that, you know the forty forty thousand yeah. light year jump technology. I just think there's a lot of questions there with the Borg that need to be answered, and I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, I sent you that video about yeah, the, uh, I did, yeah. the Borg. Yeah, I don't know if you watched it. But... I did. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, that's got me thinking like more about the Borg Queen and stuff. I like, think if they leave, if they leave a lot of yeah, if they leave the a lot of stuff opened. It'll be very disappointing. They have to have some closure and a few things, you know? I think that they will. I think that they'll close the whole synth line down. Yes. And I think it'll then focus on the Borg. Yeah. And I think it'll focus on season two. We'll look at going after the Borg Queen. I think something will yeah. spark that. So have you any more theories for next for uh, f- to next episode? or? No. I, I, well, I've, I've told you how I think it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> That that's my that's that's what I've pulled together. If I think, especially the way that they're writing it, I think that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and I can't wait to watch the episode oh, eleven thirty to see if that's right. I can't either. I I just like I hope it's a good hour, no, an hour long episode, and you know. Yeah. Um, they'll need it to 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 f- finish up a few plot lines and plot stories, you know. Definitely. Um, I would say for me, I keep saying this every episode since Riker, right? Since that episode, that every episode's been my weakest one, mm. and I think this is the weakest one for me again. It's it's like it's it's it went up to high curve a bit, a bit like the <laughs> the COVID. It's at a high point, and then it's just kind of gone down the other side slowly, not like fast, but. It just hasn't kept rising as I I actually was. I, if I think back to our conversations. I was looking forward to the next. Now, where they're going to go? They can finally know they've built up the characters where the the where they all the actors are the characters from Next Generation War. Yeah, we've kind of built it slowly. It's been great. Now it's time to let's go, but they've gone. Let's go in the wrong direction with the story writing, with the writing. Some no, yeah. I think that there's been too much exposition. Yes, and not enough action. Yeah, and a lot of characters have been just throwaway deaths for. For no reason, you know. And not only that, but let's face it, uh, Hugh mm. had his neck cut yeah. and bled to death. He could have been resurrected by the yeah. Borg. 72 hours later, they can live for some 70-something hours, can't they, and, and redone. Yeah. And I think that Elnor character is... Uh, there's no need for him. He hasn't really done anything. No, they were making such a big fuss about yeah. him. And, um, 
he's I think he's a massively underused. Hundred percent. Seven of nine is massively underused. I don't yeah. get me wrong. I really, really like Elder as a character. I think that they could go a long way with him. Yeah. But like, they haven't. Are they are they building it up where he's just say I think that, yeah, I'm trying to think are they building up this is the new crew for the new seasons and stuff? Do they all come to, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to finish it, truthfully. I think there's too many questions and there's, there's going to be, have to have a lot of answers. Yeah, I'm not and sure. I think, and all. I think if our, if, if our theories are... Now, we've had, a, as you've ticked off, there are a good few theories we've come up with have been answered, t- thankfully. Yeah. You know? yeah, more or less exactly as predicted as well. Yes, but I still want something out of the box. Like, I know I keep saying Q turning up or Raya's being a hologram. Or, I want something from left field, Hayden. Do you know what I mean? Something out of like, like you said, control or something out of left field, you know. Yeah, I just don't think that they're going to go down the control line. But I t- I'll no. tell you what, I'll tell you no, what I do. I'm think. not saying control come in. I'm just saying something, just to throw just something out of left field to go. Holy crap! Yeah, that's what that's what they were doing all along. Does that make sense? Yeah, no? but I think it's got to have been something you could predict all the way along as well. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is because. What I really hate is like a murder mystery yeah. that talks, you know, works their way through the murder mystery the whole way. And then the person who did it was somebody who was brought in in the last two pages yeah. of the book oh, that yeah, was never, ever anything to do with it and not even hinted at. Oh, that is even worse writing than, you yeah. know, convenient writing. Yeah. So I, I don't want them to just... I, I think they've left it too much now to mm. bring Q in, for example. I don't think that they could bring him in. But I think not, even, it, not even they could bring him in when he, when he dies. To like Joe when Car dies and then the Q comes into a din and he's like he sees him and he goes ah Picard no here you are look what you've done with your life kind of was it worth it no, no. and then he maybe he could do something I mean then he you know gives him the choice they've already done that it was tapestry yeah I know they have yeah I don't, I don't know I, I, I'm I'm we'll see what happens yeah yeah well we'll find out in a few hours. And I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth. And I hope every text will be, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Sorry for cursing. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. I kind of want every moment to be goose, a few moments of goosebumps. And and I f- like and then a couple of moments of, holy crap, wow. That's what, that battle was brilliant. You know what I mean? Those good moments. like. Yeah. I mean, I, I know exactly. After I've watched it, first off, I'll love it. And then after I start yeah. diving into it, I'll then be... Okay, that's not very good. That's not very good. That's good. Well, I like that one. You know. For me, the show was like a 9 out of 10, up as far as Riker. And now it's down kind of 8 out of 10 for me. And like I know a point isn't a lot losing, but it's kind of gone down rather than continuing that good arc upwards. But that's yeah. not a negative. I'm still enjoying it and I still look forward to it every week. So I feel kind of bad. But I think you have to be honest when you're doing these podcasts as well, Hayden, you know. If we didn't enjoy it, we have to say we didn't enjoy it, you know. Or yeah, we didn't I, like what they, or we didn't like what not, I wouldn't say we didn't enjoy it because I actually did enjoy it watching it. That I didn't like what they did in the sh- certain parts of the show that kind of spoiled it for me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. took it in the wrong direction yeah. somewhere. Yeah, to how you would have liked them to have done it. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's. I you know, think it, that, that's... I've, I've enjoyed this conversation more than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that. That sounds a bit silly, but I have. 
you know? I, th- I think that ha- us having this conversation certainly made the show more special to us. Yes. Um, yes. Because we're, neither of us have done a... Well, you're new to podcasting, but, you know, we've never... I've ne- absolutely oh. never gone through an entire se- series of something going episode yeah. to episode to episode. Yeah. And having this build-up and prediction. I've done it in myself, yeah. but I've not done it with someone. And it is... It's great to do. Oh, You're having that chat, and yeah. that's why next week when we have, the, I think next week's chat will be a good long one because yeah. we probably just we we'll probably talk about where we think the show is going to go in season two. We know Whoopi Goldberg's already been asked, and she is coming back. Definitely, we we know. I I pretty much heard Wesley Crusher's going to be involved somewhere. Oh God, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that next week. And if, I wonder if he's still with the Traveller. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or as he had to go home because of uh, Corona. <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> anyway, the been... Enterprise has got Corona Shield, so they're, they're all right. <laughs> but it's, it's been strange that when we started this nine weeks ago, I suppose, it's nine weeks ago now if we can't do this yeah, week. Yeah. The world was a completely different place for us, really, wasn't it? It was. You know, it's uh, these have been great to keep... Keep us like it's been the one show I've made a, a, as much effort as I could to make sure we've been we've been getting our weekly podcast out. You know, it's been yeah. great. So I'm really looking forward to next week, which we'll we'll definitely put two. I think two two and a half hours aside for it somewhere because it'll yeah, be definitely. a good chat if you're up for that. Oh, I'm up for that definitely. Yeah, and then we can kind of talk about what we're doing next. Yeah, and and plan. So that's Sounds great. Like plan. Yeah. So a little bit shorter this week. Sorry, no lads. I'm I'm actually a little bit time con- constrained this week, but I just yes. really want to get a, a good hour in, and hopefully. So okay. As always, so, thank you for your your amazing recaps, and uh, thank you for your contribution as well. Because with without it, you know, we don't have our our great theories, do we? Yeah, so that's true. Okay, so in that case, then I'm going to say, you know, it's uh, normal. We'll be probably back around about Sunday or Monday. Yeah. For the normal show. Other than that, I'm going to say Kapla. <laughs> and I'm going to say Slon. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> I knew you were a wee bit starstruck there. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah.